The New Orleans Saints were never going to have time to make big changes before taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars this Thursday night, but after this game, they get a mini-buy, and that opportunity is there. Could this be Pete Carmichael's last chance? We got all that and a little bit of lanyard for you on this live edition of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one, take care, uh, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, breaking news, early access, and much more, you can head over and become a Locked on Saints insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints today to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson. Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the Media Saints News Network, Tuesdays on the Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday, and then some on Locked on Saints. Big thank you, big shout out to everybody that is here with us today for our live episode, whether you're catching a show live or you're catching us later, I appreciate you locking in with Locked on. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, our live show here, we're going to be taking a look at the injury report, including... What's going to happen with Demario Davis going in two days so far as DNP? I'll tell you why you didn't push the panic button on Demario just yet. We're going to take a look at what the offensive line could look like, depending upon what goes on. Lots of injuries there. But we're going to kick everything off with what this Thursday night game against the Jacksonville Jaguars could potentially mean for the New Orleans Saints. And I think a lot of people are asking the question, is this Pete Carmichael's last chance? And here's what I'll say to that right off the bat. This is this offense's last chance. And what I mean by that is that, look, the New Orleans Saints may never make a change when it comes to offensive play caller this season because they may feel that they don't have a better option to go to. The options that they have are guys that are unproven. Ronald Curry, for instance, who has called some preseason games but hasn't gotten real experience as a play caller in terms of the regular season. He's also a guy that's shooting up those sort of you know, uh, watch lists when it comes to future offensive coordinators and things like that. Does putting him into a situation or throwing him into the fire help him or hurt him in that situation in terms of preparing him for the rest of his career? Could that potentially stifle him if he ends up taking over an offense that, you know, still can't be, you know, called into the right place because of other issues and things like that? So what I will say is this, whether it's Pete Carmichael's last chance or not Pete Carmichael's last chance, it is certainly the last chance for this offense. The New Orleans Saints came out of Sunday's loss, a disappointed team, a hapless feeling team, a hopeless feeling team in some cases, and then now have three days to get it corrected before they go up against probably the best team that they're going to play all season in the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's not a very good setup for you, right? Not a lot of opportunity to really change things. Pete Carmichael said today in his presser uh, with New Orleans media that they might look at simplifying some things or making things a little bit easier. I don't know how you simplify this offense. A, from the perspective of it's already not working. I don't know how simplifying it's going to help you out. But then B, there's nothing simple about the way that this offense is built to run. This is a West Coast offense. 
that still uses the long lingo and you know individual play calls per receiver and sometimes two play calls at the you know in the huddle maybe that's the thing that you eliminate is that you get rid of the kill calls you get rid of the checks and you maintain the play call as it is and make sure that everybody knows what the play call is but then you run into the other situations of effort you run into the situations of your execution all of these other things so there is no doubt that this is kind of the last best chance for this New Orleans Saints offense before something more drastic has to happen. Whether that be a change at play caller, whether that be a change in approach, whether that be oversimplifying the offense, whether that be starting to penalize some of these players or finding players that can go out there and do what it is that they're being asked to do. I don't know what it is. I don't care what it is. All that I know is that this is the last chance and a New Orleans Saints offense has got to get things figured out in this whole situation. So as we look at where the New Orleans Saints are, one of the big question marks that has come up here over the recent days is effort. And a lot of people are pointing their fingers solely at Chris Olave when it comes to effort. And I understand there's some of those routes that maybe you look at that are rounded off, that maybe he's not running full speed, all of those other things. I cannot stress enough that under, I'll say eight of 10 circumstances, I don't know why I said eight of 10. Uh, I could I could have said four fifths. But anyway, eight out of 10 circumstances, 80% of the time, when there is an effort issue for a player, it is indicative of a larger issue, a non-belief in the system, something that's happening away from the field, a coaching issue, things like that. If the New Orleans Saints can't get their offensive personnel out on the field, ready to go, knowing what's going on, understanding their playbook and being able to execute, that's on the New Orleans Saints coaching staff. Let's not get it twisted here. And so if that is an issue, which right now there's merely speculation in terms of what that issue is, if there is issue there, then it has to be addressed. That is a coaching and a culture problem. So this is the other part for me that's last best chance. If you want to maintain the culture of this team, winning is the way to do it. This team has always been bred, led, uh, and, and in sometimes, you know, kind of boosted by its winning culture. You don't hear people talk about, oh, how nice the other players are, or oh, how nice the coaches are, or anything like that when it comes to culture with this team. What you hear about this team when it comes to culture is having a winning culture. Those things that you're seeing are not indicative of a winning culture. Those things that you're seeing are not going to happen without a winning culture. So you have to kind of figure out chicken or egg here and figure out exactly where the biggest adjustments need to be made. So I look at this New Orleans Saints team as one that has every opportunity in front of it to be the team that they say they want to be, be the team that they have shown glimpses of being. Even during the Houston Texans game, they were a, there was like a five-play run to where it was like, okay, that's the offense that you're looking for. Motion, play action, tight end usage, uh, you know, attacking the middle of the field, attacking the seams, doing all the things that you're used to seeing the New Orleans Saints do. You saw it, right? There were flashes, not consistent, nothing you can hang your hat on, nothing that you can be super excited about, but flashes. Can you build on those things and find a way to be able to get this team back to where it is that you want this team to be? And so the way that I look at this is that while it's nice and neat to be able to point fingers to one thing, that's not the reality here for the New Orleans Saints offense. This is not a one situation or one, you know, uh, uh, responsibility thing when it comes to how poorly this offense is executed, how poorly this offense has been called, how poorly this offense has produced. Whatever it is that you want to look at, there are several reasons why that's the case. And that's why it's so challenging to try to fix it within three days. But even with that, 
this could be this offense's last best chance to win a game, to be whatever it is that it wants to be uh, when it comes down to their opportunity here to get things on the right track. Win or lose against the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you can see some good things out of this offense that look sustainable, then there are good sustainable things to take away from this offense. I just don't know if you're going to be able to get there within three days. And so when you get to this sort of mini buy after that, there's some real opportunities there to make some big time adjustments, whether that's that play caller, whether that's the way that the scheme is being produced, whether that's the way or not produced, I'm sorry, but whether that's the way that the system is being carried out or whether that's getting everybody up to speed with what it is and on the same page of what it is that they're supposed to be doing. But the fact that we are in October and we're talking about how this team is not consistently able to figure out who it wants to be, what it wants to do is disappointing and outright flat out unacceptable. That's not what this should be. Last year, we had a similar situation to where they were talking about in November or December, figuring out how you use Alvin Kamara. This can't be the case again. And that's one of the reasons why I don't point specifically at any of the changes that have been made so far this, this season as being an issue, because a lot of the things that we're seeing wrong with this team on the offensive side right now are the things that we saw wrong with this team on the offensive side most of last year, with the exception of a pretty strong start in the red zone, but then it petered off. And so I look at this team right now, and the thing that I say is, stop worrying about trying to point the finger at one thing. It's not just one thing. There's a lot of issues. And Pete Carmichael, Dennis Allen, Derek Carr, whoever it is that you want to point the finger at, point your finger at multiple people because it's on them to get this fixed moving forward. And they can find a way to do that. Everything else changes with it. All that effort that all of a sudden everybody's concerned about gets fixed when there's a winning culture that's attached to this team. Winning will solve a lot, and the New Orleans Saints need to find a way to win yesterday. Coming up next, can the New Orleans Saints go into this game without Demario Davis? How would they cover themselves if they needed to do that? And what might the offensive line look like? We're taking a look at all of the injury updates that you need as we wrap up today's episode, this live edition of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by friends at Game Time. Game Time is my favorite place to head to purchase tickets because I'm a last minute guy, right? I want to know that I've got the time and I want to be able to look at my watch and go, you know what's going on right now that I would really love to go to and go and check out and then go and buy those tickets. And that's where Game Time fulfills everything that I need and more because they also give you screenshots or, or, or kind of photos so you can see your vantage point from where you are so you know you're not dealing with obstructed views and things like that. It's Awesome. And they have the game time guarantee to where if you find the tickets in the same section and same row for cheaper, they will give you back 110% your purchase. So go and check them out today. Download the game time app, uh, create an account and use the promo code locked on NFL. Get $20 off of your first purchase terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off of your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp Therapy Online has been uh, huge for me over the course of, oh gosh, probably since like 2020, 2021 when I really started to use it. And I'm, uh, I, I, I can't recommend a better service if you're somebody that's looking to get into therapy, but don't want to do the waiting rooms, don't want to sit through traffic, don't want to have to you know, meet with people in person. Sometimes that itself can be really, really anxiety ridden, especially after everything we've been through for the past couple of years. So instead, maybe a little bit more comfortable with the video chats, the phone calls, the text chats, things like that. That's what I love about BetterHelp. 
It's flexible. It's simple. It gives you everything that you need to be kind of comfortable while you're undergoing what could be a scary, a new process for you. And it's built to be designed to be convenient, to be flexible, to be suited to your needs and your schedule. So make your brain your friend with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right, family, wrapping up this episode of Locked on Saints with a look at two big storylines from the New Orleans Saints injury report. Big shout out to everybody that's joining us, whether you're here live or you're here later. I appreciate you very much. Clifford, Richard, Nola Gang, Robert, Mr. T, and 992, uh, Richard, I see you, uh, Calio, I see you, Bruno, Dylan, I appreciate y'all very much for being here, for coming through for another episode of Locked on Saints. So the next thing that I want to look at here is the injury report. And and I'm not going to run down the list of the injury report. The, The reason being is that Monday's injury report was estimated. Today's practice was more of a walkthrough than it was an actual practice. So you're going to see some guys that are like DNP limited, stuff like that, that maybe wouldn't have been in a full-on practice and things like that. So I'm not going to worry about that too much, but instead I'm going to focus on two big storylines that you should be watching out for, starting with linebacker Demario Davis. Demario Davis has yet to miss a game in his career due to injury. He missed a game in 2021, that Miami Dolphins game that like everybody missed. Ian Book was the starter, Monday Night Football, all this other stuff. That was a wild game. That was a game that Demario did miss. And with that, um, That was the only one, but that wasn't injury related, right? That was kind of part of the whole COVID thing. And so we haven't seen DeMario miss a game since he's been in New Orleans, since he's been in Cleveland, since he's been in New York with injury. This would be the first one of his career that he would miss. This would be one that would make sense coming off the short week as well. He's dealing with a knee injury. We don't know more than that at this moment. We'll talk to Dennis Allen tomorrow. Maybe we'll get a little bit of a, a little bit more detail on what the injury is at that time, but this could be one that is a big loss for the New Orleans Saints. But also, we'll see. He could be limited in Wednesday's practice and ready to go by Thursday night. Could just be taking it easy here on Monday and Tuesday. Demario Davis is not a guy that you have to say, ah, well, you know, he missed Monday and Tuesday's walkthrough. He missed the estimated practice and then he missed the walkthrough. Ah, he's not going to be able to play. You can plug this guy in on Thursday and then he's going to be able to run your defense and everything. Like, he's that good, right? Undeniably. So I'm not going to, I wouldn't write him off in terms of playing on Thursday just because he missed these two practices. First one was estimated. Second one was a walkthrough. A lot of opportunity there to be like, Demario, just sit and chill. We'll see you on Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see what it looks like. If he's up to limited on Wednesday, I would almost be like, I'll say like 60% sure that he's going to play on Thursday. But all I'm doing in that case is setting myself up to be wrong. The big thing there is what do you do if he can't play? What do you do if he's not out there? And then You have to look at Jalen Smith, right? You got to look at Jalen Smith in this situation as the guy that could be elevated from the practice squad, whether DeMarco Jackson starts in DeMario Davis's place or they move Pete Werner over to DeMario's role and then start somebody else in place of Pete Werner, which would be a logical decision. That's kind of the way that they've handled it in the past. And that could be a Jalen Smith. That could be a DeMarco Jackson. That could be a Nephi Sewell, who they like a lot. They've even already had Zach Bond playing some Will linebackers so far this season. So could you see him potentially shift into a Pete Werner role while Pete Werner shifts into the green dot communications middle linebacker role. Lots of different ways for the Saints to go with this one, but I would expect that Jalen Smith would be elevated in that case if DeMario Davis can't go. If DeMario Davis does go, then Jalen Smith wouldn't be elevated. That wouldn't be surprising to me, but that's definitely one that I would watch out for, but I'm not going to write off DeMario Davis at this point, right? We saw, we saw 
Derek Carr play with a sprained shoulder. If Demario Davis can be out there, Demario Davis is going to be out there. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, and then finally, the last piece that I want to look at is the offensive line. James Hurst, Ryan Ramchek, as well as Landon Young all held out of practice. Again, it was a walkthrough. Landon Young's been missing. James Hurst, Ryan Ramchek's a little bit different, right? This is a concussion thing. Um, he was being evaluated for a concussion. He was out there before the 29-yard missed field goal. No, no, sorry, the fourth and four to the, you know, Alvin Kamara with no blockers in front of him. That play was Ryan Ramchek's last play. Then the Houston Texans came on. They had an offensive possession when the Saints came back out with their offense. Then Cesar Ruiz, who confirmed today that he has never played tackle before in his life, even in high school, had to move out to right tackle. Um, and so good on him for being able to go out there and get that done and hold up as best as he could playing a position he's never played before in his lifetime. Um, I don't think we're going to see Ryan Ramchick this weekend. It's very hard to clear concussion protocols from Sunday to Thursday, right? Really, really tricky. Sunday to Sunday can happen. Sunday to Thursday, ah, a little bit tough. Uh, so how will the New Orleans Saints go about this if James Hurst is out if Ryan, and if Ryan Ramchick is out? That's going to be the big thing. If James Hurst is in, you can expect him to start at left tackle. But will the Saints go back to Trevor Penning at left tackle? Or do they like what they saw from X Garcia at left guard enough that maybe even you bounce Andrews Pete out the left tackle? He's a guy that has that. So the big thing for me is going to be, is it Penning? Is it Pete if Hurst can't go? Over on the right side, that's going to be really interesting too, because if Ryan Ramchick can't go, but James Hurst can, do you plug James Hurst in at right tackle? And then that way you can start a guy at left tackle, one of those two. Trevor Penning, if you're ready to go there. Andrews Pete, if you want to keep you know, Trevor Penning sat, and then you have Max uh, Garcia at left guard. So there's a whole shuffle that's going to go on in that case. Then if there's no Ryan Ramchek and there's no James Hurst, where do you go? Do you move a guy out to right tackle like an Andrus Pete? Do you go to a guy that you just recently signed, like a, a Cam Irving that they brought in here recently? And then do you figure out left tackle and then have another guy, either Andrus Pete or, or Trevor Penning, whichever one's not starting at left tackle, be your jumbo guy? There's so many different ways that the New Orleans Saints can go with this, and we're not for sure which way they're going to go at this time. So definitely something to watch out for. But that offensive line, if they're going to be patchwork again, it's going to be very hard going back to the first topic of today's show, a prove-it game for the offense, a last best chance for the offense, whatever it is, there's going to be a lot of things to look at and go, okay, well, how much of that was the offense failing, the lack of execution? the lack of effort, the lack of production, or was it just lack of time, lack of blocking up front, all of that. So it's going to be really, really tough. But Thursday night kind of becomes a little bit of a must win. And it might come down to the defense to get it done because it's really hard to see where the offense with this hodgepodge of an offensive line that they're going to go into in this game and, and, and all the issues that they've already had I, I don't expect you're going to see Juwan Johnson, but maybe Juwan Johnson's back after kind of the mini buy. Jamal Williams' practice windows open. Will he be made available before this game? That could be big for them too. So there's a lot of different ways to go. I'm sorry. I know it sounds so stressful and I'm like trying to give all the different possibilities because I want you to know what to watch for, right? Like I want you to know like, okay, they could do this or they could do this, but I also want you to understand how intricate this is to where like if this player is missing, then there's these possibilities. If this player is missing, then there's these possibilities. If both these players are missing, then there's these possibilities. So I just want you to know what kind of all the different possibilities are. That way you're not kind of taken by surprise when you hear what is going to happen and when the Saints decide what is going to happen. 
So I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to stress anybody out or anything like that. It's just more so like, hey, um, here's all the different possibilities that can potentially happen here. So it, it, it's, it's a lot of different stuff, but there's a lot to watch out for with this injury report and how the Saints go into with this game. The real injury report, as far as I'm concerned, hits tomorrow. That, that becomes a really important one, the Wednesday injury report. It's, it's going to have the game designations and stuff like that. But on a short week like this, when you're estimated one day, you're a walkthrough the second day, really Wednesday's the day that everything's going to be answered, at least for the most part anyway. So um, we'll see. We'll see how the New Orleans Saints go about it. But it is certainly a lot to deal with. Uh, but they've got to deal with it. I mean, Eric McCoy said it best earlier today that we're like, you know, it doesn't matter how many different combinations they've got, how many different things, they've, they've got to deal with it and, and they've got to be able to, to do it. And, and that's the that's the great attitude. That's a really, really great attitude. Um, all right, coming up tomorrow, I'm going to do the game plan episode Wednesday so that we can kind of go through, okay, here's how you beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. But in a week like this, I'm going to tell you this right now, it becomes less about adjusting to what your opponent does and more about solidifying what it is that you do. This is this is an identity game for any team that's going from Sunday to Thursday. That tends to be the case. It's just you want to go out there and do what you do best and hope that, and not even hope, but do what you do best to put yourself in the best position to be able to limit what the other team is doing, which is trying to do what they do best. We're watching Trevor Lawrence. We're watching all of these injuries for the New Orleans Saints. But most of all, we're watching this New Orleans Saints offense. Can they find some way to get off the ground? And it doesn't even have to be another 30-point performance. Can they score 24? Can they score 20? You know, there were only five teams this week in the NFL that scored 21, more than 21 points. Wild. Offense around the NFL is atrocious right now. And unfortunately, the New Orleans Saints are a part of that category because of the lack of production that they've had. So can they get it fixed? We going to learn today. Not really. We're going to learn on Thursday. Um, I appreciate y'all. So much for coming through for another episode of Locked on Saints. I know there was a lot of information to throw at you, but there's just a lot of stuff going on. So I wanted to make sure that I got all of it to you. So thanks so much as always for being here for another episode of Locked on Saints. It's the game plan tomorrow. I appreciate all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Uh, I appreciate you very much for making us a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. Big shout out to my homeboy Melvin for coming through and saying hi when I was out in Houston. Pleasure to meet you. And as always, if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're moming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.